you know, we could all use some encouragement. And I've got some good news for you. Welcome to 5 Minutes with Mark. Well, greetings everyone. Welcome to Friday. And this is 5 Minutes with Mark. We're going to pick up the story, Gospel of Mark chapter 6, at verse 17. And remember, last time Herod was believing that John the Baptist was back from the dead after he had him killed. And so this is kind of a lengthy passage, but I want to read the whole thing because it, it just tells the story better than I can, really. So um, we pick up in verse 17. For Herod himself had sent and laid hold of John and bound him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, for he, that's Herod, had married her. Because John had said to Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. Therefore Herodias held it against him and wanted to kill him, but she could not. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just and holy man, and he protected him. And when he heard him, he did many things and heard him gladly. Then an opportune day came when Herod, on his birthday, gave a feast for his nobles, the high officials, and the chief men of Galilee. And when Herodias's daughter herself came in and danced and pleased Herod and those who sat with him, the king said to the girl, Ask me whatever you want, and I will give it to you. He also swore to her, Whatever you ask me, I will give you up to half of my kingdom. So she went out and said to her mother, What shall I ask? And she said, The head of John the Baptist. Immediately she came in with haste to the king and asked, saying, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. And the king was exceedingly sorry. Yet because of the oaths and because of those who sat with him, he did not want to refuse her. Immediately the king sent an executioner and commanded his head to be brought. And he went and beheaded him in prison, brought his head on a platter, and gave it to the girl, and the girl gave it to her mother. When his disciples, that's John's disciples, heard of it, they came and took away his corpse and laid it in a tomb. <laughs> Pretty interesting, huh? Herod uh, was Jewish, or at least half Jewish. His father had converted to Judaism, and so Herod, uh, his father Herod the Great, of course, was the Herod who had killed all the innocents when Jesus was born. If we go back to Matthew, to the Christmas story. After Herod the Great died, he divided this kingdom between his two sons, uh, Herod Antipas, who was this Herod, and then Herod Philip, who was in another part, the, the kingdom of Palestine was divided between these two brothers. And so Antipas, who ruled in the area around Galilee, which is where Jesus is from, which is the Sea of Galilee, that northern part, um, he knew John the Baptist, and but he had arrested John, thrown him in prison because John had the audacity to say, you can't marry your brother's wife. That's not right. That's not good. You know, a good Jew would not do that. This is against the rules. And Herodias, Herod's brother's wife, who's now his wife, was offended that John the Baptist would say, you, 
chief ruler of the entire area, the, the king of this region, can't do anything you want. And so Herod had laid hold of John, put him in prison, but didn't want to execute him because he knew John was from God. And he would go and he would listen to John and he would, he would take his advice. And, you know, John was never one to mince words. So you can only imagine what he was telling him. But it was having an impact on him. And yet, this particular day, it's his birthday. All of the officials, all of his buddies are there. I can only imagine that they were um, partaking in libations, if you will. Probably intoxicated. Herodias's daughter came in and did a dance that pleased them. I can't imagine what that dance was, but I can't imagine what that dance was. And so, um, Herod, in, in his moment you know, as men will do, said, half of my kingdom, whatever you want. That was great. Whatever you want, up to half of my kingdom, you can have it. And the girl ran to her mother and said, hey, I got him. What do you want? Of course, she said, I want John the Baptist dead. And notice the girl came back and said, I want you to immediately bring me the head of John the Baptist on a platter. In other words, I'm not going to give you time to sober up. I'm not going to give you time to do some damage control. Either you're going to look like a king who breaks his oath in front of all of these powerful men who sit under you, or you're going to look like a king who keeps his word, even when his word was probably given half in jest and given foolishly. And so John the Baptist is beheaded because Herod was weak and was foolish. Um, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because this is what the world looks like. We think family's messed up now. It was messed up back then. I mean, you know, you, you married your sister's wife and blah, blah, you know, all this crazy stuff. Um, humans have not changed. Human society hasn't changed. Human technology has changed a lot, but society and people are no different today than they were 2,000 years ago. The society that John the Baptist came into and that Jesus Christ walked into was a broken society. And the way of the world looked like this, that if you had the power, you could do anything you wanted and get away with it. That if you had the money and you had the prestige and you had the position then you were untouchable. You could murder an innocent man because your wife, who happened to be your brother's wife before you married her, wants you to because she's mad because John told the truth. The world was just as broken. We live surrounded by a world of broken people. And this world system is still operating the same level in the same way that it was operating then. And then there's the kingdom. Then there's the one that John had come to prepare the way for, the king who came and said, look, repent. When we read John saying, repent, when we see Jesus sending the disciples out saying, repent, he's not saying, look, as an individual, you need to get right. He's saying to the culture at large, to the people everywhere, look, turn. You're on a path. In Matthew, he says it's a broad path, and it leads to destruction. 
You're on a path that's taking you the wrong way. Stop, turn, go back, go another direction, go toward God. There's a kingdom of God and it's here for you. And that's the same promise and hope that we have today. That no matter where we are in life, we're on this path, but we can stop. We can realize we're on the way to destruction. We're on the way to, to making foolish decisions. We're on the way to just being ungodly. We're on that path naturally. And there's a promise that if we will stop, we will see ourselves as God sees us. If we will turn toward Christ, he, through the shedding of his blood, will wash us clean. And by the power of his Holy Spirit, will give us a new heart, give us a new life, give us a hope beyond all of this, and a new way to live, a way that is not like Herod. That's a good thought to hang on to as we get into the weekend. You don't have to live like the world lives. Repent and turn. And Jesus will be right there to help you every step of the way. I promise he's waiting. See you next time. I hope you're enjoying this Bible study, this quick devotion. If you'd like more content, you'd like to know more about me and see more of the things that I'm doing, check out my website, theeclecticmonk.com. There you'll find out about my video vlog, my podcast, and a whole lot of other stuff. Hope you'll join me there.